Oh, hello, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Dev Party. I'm Eric from All Through a Lens, and Vanya, how are you doing? Doing great. What are you developing? I am developing Ilford FP4. Ooh, in uh, sheets. Two sheets. I was trying to shoot four, but, you know, I just been shooting a lot of 120 and haven't really been taking out my 4x5 that much and with all this stuff going on I haven't been able to shoot as much as I would like and the thing sure. with sheets is I I really just don't want to waste them I really no. want to focus and get it right like 35 I kind of feel like you can shoot off and it's it's okay if you you know waste a couple but sheets are expensive they are expensive. I find that pretty much no matter what I'm shooting, I get the same amount of shots that I want to show other people. Like with 4x5, it's almost everything. I'm, I'm like, oh my god, look at this. Almost everything. That's great. With 120, it's maybe half. And with, with 35, it's like two or three shots per roll. <laughs> yeah. So everybody says, oh, 4x5 is more expensive. And it is. It's considerably more expensive. But if you look at it at the per shot, like the dollars per shot you want to show people... Not that much more expensive. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I want to be able to print these images. And yeah, I, I have this wonderful enlarger just waiting to be used. Um, still working on this dark room situation. Hopefully it will happen for me soon. But it has 4x5 um, capable for 4x5. And I would like to print my 4x5. So... I am really just trying to focus on, okay, is this something I want to print? <laughs> and if it's not, yeah, then I don't makes shoot sense. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to look at four by five, whether you're printing or, or just sharing. Is this a scene that you like well enough to show other people? Like, are yeah. you going to drag someone over? Like if you were with somebody, would you drag them over and say, Hey, look at this, look at this. And if the answer is no, don't shoot it. At least with four by five. And you know, kind of with every other format. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to shoot a lot less than we do. <laughs> so you had some issues with one of the sheets that you shot. Is that yes, right? I did. You know, the whole situation was not very pleasant. I had my tripod and had my camera and everything, had my sheets, and I opened up the tripod and it looks like one of the little rubber ends fell off one of my legs. So one of the legs is stuck inside and I'm like sitting there trying to get it out. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was like, okay, I guess I'm shooting this handheld. So I shot this like okay. a little bit at a uh, higher speed. And now then, this is with your Graflex. Yes. Okay. And then the first shot was fine, uh, but I was shooting handheld and I really wanted to shoot with a yellow filter. So sure, what yeah. I ended up doing was shooting one without it, the first one. And then okay. the second one, I was like, okay, I am somehow going to hold this and hold the filter over the lens because I don't have one that fits uh, that lens. Right. Yeah. And then try to shoot it. So that's the second shot. Well, the second okay. shot also <laughs> got stuck because as soon as I tried to put the slide back in, it would not go in. And I tried not to jam it. 
but I knew something was wrong. So I had to go back home, put the camera in the dark bag, and the actual film sheet was, like, stuck inside the camera and I had to pry it so out. So you, you, pop, you popped it out of the holder and it, and it got stuck in your camera. Yep. Yeah, I probably have it. I didn't load it, right? Yeah, the sheets are, especially FP4, is really thick. Mm-hmm. So it does seem to hold its shape pretty well in the holder, but yeah, if you only maybe slid it in one side, you may not be uh, may not be seated really well. I There's think I missed though. a notch. Okay, it's possible. There's a trick. Once you get it in, once you load the sheet all the way into the film holder, mm-hmm. lift up on the notch end and then that you're last touching. Lift it up, and if it lifts up uniformly. You're good. If it lifts up on one side, you're not good. Yes. That's a good idea. So, Eric, what are you developing today? I am, like you, developing FP4 what? in Sheets. So we're, we're both doing FP4 in Sheets. It's it's wonderful. And what developer are you using? I am using Rodinal. Did I ask you your developer? I don't remember. You're also using Rodinal, aren't you? I am. Yes. <laughs> we're Twinsies. doing different dilutions. <laughs> it's oh, we are. Uh, I'm doing one plus fifty, and I'm doing one plus twenty-five. Okay, perfect. You have what, like a seven minute or something like that? Uh, nine minutes, and I'm seven minutes. Nine in. minutes. Okay, I am doing a uh, well. It's fifty, so it is fifteen minutes, which makes sense. It's about twice as long. Yep, kind of says a little something and... about our personalities. <laughs> I don't know what it says, honestly. I'm impatient, and you are more patient than I am. <laughs> Maybe a little. Um, I like the way... Well, I'm also frugal, and even though Rodinol is cheap-ish, and um, you don't use a lot of it per each development, I do like to preserve it as much as I can, because this shit lasts forever. I have a question. Are you using the Rodinol that you got for free? I am. The good people at uh, at Shot on Film in Seattle, Washington. I went in there several months ago and I said, oh my god, I need Rodinol. And they didn't have any Rodinol in stock at this point. They do now. So on the back shelf, he had an old and I believe open, but maybe not used, or not used much anyway, uh, 500 milliliter bottle of Agfa Rodinol from... Well, there's no UPC code on it, so <laughs> the 80s, maybe? And um, I'm using that, and it works perfectly, because Rodinol does not go bad, or at least does not go bad for decades. So if you're looking for something that you don't... if you don't, So if you don't develop a lot of film, and you want a black and white developer that's not going to go bad... And you don't want to try like some crazy stuff that, that other developers that don't go bad. But if you want to try a developer that doesn't really go bad, try Egg for Rodinol. It's good stuff. Yes, it is. I like it on 4x5 because Rodinol really accentuates the grain. And in 4x5, a lot of times the grain can get lost because the image is so big. Mm-hmm. But in 35, I don't tend to use Rodinol because, again, it accentuates the grain. And with 35, I like to suck back the grain a little bit. Well, unless you're going for that look. Kind of like it. Of course. It's all it's all what you want. Uh, so I am washing now, or stopping. You're stopping. Okay. Yeah. And you're using a water stop again? You know it. 
Yes, I will be in five minutes or so using an acid stop because it uses less water, which isn't a huge issue, I guess, in Washington especially. Using but like also it's quieter, which is of, good. Yeah, 500 mils of water. Well, not the way you're supposed to be washing it, but yes. <laughs> Let's be good examples. You're supposed to be swapping out the water three times when you stop using a water stop. Oh, gosh. So, since we're both doing FP4, I thought we'd have some FP4 fun facts. Are you ready? Oh, I am so ready for some fun facts about FP4. You have no idea. (laughs) Will you let me know if these are actually fun? (laughs) Okay, I will. Okay, the FP4 that we use is actually called FP4+. That was introduced in 1990. So FP4+, has been around for 30 years. That's impressive. Which is kind of cool. Unchanged, or relatively unchanged, in 30 years. Now, 1990 reminds me of a lot of weird times in high school, but it also reminds me of the time when David Bowie re-released his fame single, and it had a Queen Latifah verse in it, and it was really good. Is it any wonder? Still the fame, it eludes me, the negative pursues me. Second time in a row that you've mentioned Queen Latifah. That is, I really like Queen Latifah. I mean, she's no Moni Love, but I really like Queen Latifah. <laughs> so, unchanged since 1990, but FP4 itself was introduced in uh, 1968. So, Ilford doesn't do a lot of changing. Yeah. Yeah, they really don't. Which is nice. Yeah, I like nice. it. Now, you yeah, can always make a new f- emulsion and leave, you know, leave things unchanged. You can. The more the merrier. So Ilford first came out with roll film in 1931. Dang, that's crazy. So come, coming up close to the centennial on that, they released their first fine grain panchromatic film in 1934, which is kind of the grandfather of FP. That's what the F and the P stand for, is fine-grained panchromatic. Oh, really? Oh, really? Hmm. Uh, and that was just called FP. They had others. They had chrome. They had HP, which was the grandfather of HP5. And uh, they had ortho, which is ortho. FP2 came out right at the beginning of World War II. No oh. relation. Okay, I was like, ah, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, not, no, no relation, no relation. And it was around 80 ISO, but there were some weird shifts and all that, so it may have been about the same. And then after the war, they, they cranked out some FP3. They did have something called, okay, this is the weird thing about Ilford, is at this point when they were changing emulsions, they would change the sheets first and leave the rolls the same. But it's also possible that they changed everything and just left the names the same, hmm. which is weird. So like FP2 and rolls, it would be the same thing as FP3 and sheets and plates. I don't know. It's really unclear. Shit didn't get like really sorted out till after the war. Um, you know what? That's not true either. In the 50s, they released uh, FP4 in plates, but I think it was still actually FP3 with hmm. the same emulsion. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know why they do things like that, or they did things like that. 
it seems like now they just kind of like, well, we got the film that we've got, so enjoy it. Well, like in the 60s, they had FP3 Series 2. And Series 2 was probably the same thing as FP3 in Sheets. Hmm. Or FP4 in Sheets at this point. I don't know. It gets really cloudy and weird. <laughs> but. Yes, it the does. The big change. It does. The big change came in, in, in 1968 when FP4 was introduced. And that was like a, a pretty different formula. And it is basically what we have now. Though, have you shot any quite. of the old stuff before? I have. I've shot FP4 and FP3. Oh, cool. And maybe I can even put some examples up on the show notes and on the website yes, and all of that. You should. Because it, it didn't turn out too poorly. I mean, it was old film, so it does just look like old film. Mm-hmm. So you can't look at it and go like, oh, yeah, that looks like FP4. But... They were really happy with the FP4. They did a lot of uh, a lot of advertising for it, including stuff that'd be like, "Oh, it's a wide exposure latitude of six stops, and uh, well, of six stops over." So you can apparently overexpose FP4 by six stops, and it's okay, mm-hmm. and underexpose it by two, and it'd be okay, and you could still get some kind of printable results, which is kind of cool. Yeah, FP4 kind of gets short shifted, not as short shifted as like Pan F gets, but it does get short shifted. Uh, in favor of the maybe more dynamic HP5. Okay. Which is your, basically, your new favorite emulsion. Uh, you know, I'm warming <laughs> up to it. I know. I just love mentioning that as much as possible. <laughs> I, I hope everybody's just, following so, along. <laughs> it, it's such a trendy emulsion, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. It's not the emulsion's fault that everybody just shoots that now. Well, it's a it is and a I, great film. It's a beautiful film. So I get it. But yes, be- there is other films, and you definitely should try all of them. It's a great emulsion with great latitude, and God, it's just one of those emulsions that needs to be the center of attention. Where like even during a podcast about FP four, it's just like no, 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 talk about me, talk about me. <laughs> so that's HP five. So you know what? We're not gonna talk about HP five anymore. Except I'll say one thing. It's it's almost exactly like Tri-X. I dare you to tell the difference in a blind, like a double blind test. <laughs> totally dare you to tell the difference between HP five and Tri-X. But HP five is cheaper, so in my book, it wins. So that's enough. No more HP five talk. <laughs> okay. I am fixing right now, and I think we're both using the same fixer, right? I am using Photographer's Formulary TF4 Archival Rapid Fix. Okay, that is a different fixer than I'm using. We should go into that at some point. You've been using that for a little while now. I have. I really like it a lot. It is a little on the smelly side, for sure. Okay. Um, But I like it. It smells like ammonia, you know? Good. I mean, who doesn't like the... The gentle wafting of cat urine. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm using uh, Ilford Rapid Fix, and it smells like... Hold on, let me get a good whiff of this. Nothing. It smells like nothing. Isn't that wonderful? So you have images by this point, right? Because I am almost done fixing. You must have images. Uh, I am actually doing the Ilford wa- washing method, because why not? Okay. We're going themed here. <laughs> So I'm almost about done. Okay, I'm about to start my wash. I've been trying to be quiet over here. Hopefully, I'm not making a bunch of people need to pee. 
Now this seems to be a uh, a less pee-inspiring episode. I think we're both using plastic tanks, and that certainly helps. There's less of a uh, a watery echo. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think I'm going to open this up. Okay. Let's check to see if you have images. <sighs> I'm not really expecting much because of the incident I had. Yeah. That always makes you a little gun shy. Yeah. But it's better than, I guess, being excited and then being all bummed out that I didn't get anything, so. True enough. Let's see. Pulling out the first one. Very, very carefully. So this looks like the one (laughs) that got messed up. Okay. Oh, weird. Yeah, there's some strange stuff happening. Okay. And what about the other one? Uh, hold on, let me hang this one up. Oh, it's such a bummer because that's the, the the one that's messed up is the one I used the yellow filter. We had actual clouds here. And weird. I know that's so, I know it's so silly that <laughs> I say stuff like that, but it's it's so true. Like when we get like actual <laughs> weather, like we we've been having rain. So we've had yeah. clouds, and it's been really pretty and clear, uh, not, like, muggy and smoggy. And the other one is much better. Clouds look really neat. Uh, this was shot handheld, and I have a telephone wire in the corner. It's <laughs> so annoying. Okay. Uh. <laughs> it, it is hard to see what the negatives will look like when made into positives. Yes. So why don't why don't we check with future Vanya to see what she thinks? Okay. Take it away, future Vanya. Hi there, it's future Vanya. When I first scanned these images, I was not disappointed in the development. Development is wonderful. The film is great. I love this film. It has just like a classic grain, um, kind of like that scattered <laughs> like speckly grain in the sky and I ugh, I absolutely love it it's just wonderful um this is four by five so I can scroll in and zoom in and get to see a bunch of detail and it's just so fun and I really really love that uh, I used a yellow filter so it definitely punched up the contrast and I still have decent detail in my black so very happy with that I'm still getting used to shooting 4x5, and I've learned a few things, and I've written a few things down that I need to just really focus on more when I'm shooting it. Number one is check my equipment. Make sure that I have my tripod socket. Make sure I have my tripod. Um, I actually had my tripod this day, and I didn't use it because one of the legs was stuck inside, Uh, so I kind of had to just put my tripod away and hand hold the camera. Another thing is slow down, patience. I need more patience because I know patience will pay off if I just take my time and really looked at this and thought to myself, is this even worthy of shooting? I probably wouldn't have shot it. There's so much space in this negative and I need to fill it. There needs to be more texture. There needs to be more going on. I think that it's really taught me that there are certain scenes I should be shooting with this camera, and this is definitely not one of them. And then I think the last thing is just these were mistakes. 
It wasn't a waste of film because honestly, mistakes are part of the process. The only way that I'm going to get better is to look at these. And even though I don't like them, I can take a look and go, okay, my exposure is good. So good job on that. What can I do to make these better? So I just need to be okay with the mistakes that I make and really just try to realize that these are telling me something. I'm missing a few things, missing that, you know, that foreground. I'm missing those layers. And the next time I shoot it, I will make sure that I have all those things in place. So until next time, I will continue to make more mistakes. And unfortunately, I will probably share them. (laughs) All right, take care. Bye. Thank you, future Vanya. (laughs) All right, I'm pulling mine out now. (gasps) All right, let's talk about it. Okay, well, I'm looking at... I did four, where you did two. And I... Oh, this is a nice one. Yeah, I was shooting at the the dairy farm at the insane asylum, which I mentioned in the last episode. And I'm thinking, you know, I just, I love FP4 so much. I really love FP4. It's really interesting to have a dairy farm at an insane asylum. Well, it was a work, kind of a work release sort of thing. Okay. Where they would take the, the patients and they would let them work at the dairy farm or, you know, force them to work at the dairy farm. I'm not really sure exactly how it went. It was <laughs> the mid-1900s, so it was probably a little of both. Okay. It's probably similar to the way that Goodwill treats uh, the mentally handicapped people and, and people with mental disabilities. You know, pays them very, very little and makes them work quite a bit and writes it off as a educational experience for them. Well, Which they... is kind of evil. Why the CEO makes millions. Yes. Um, taking out the second sheets, which are from a different holder, and man, the clouds... The clouds in Washington in the late winter are like nothing else anywhere. So do you hear this, you guys? How he's upping me on the clouds now? <laughs> well, we have really nice clouds! I'm sorry! <laughs> I, I, know, this, there was... I know you do. <laughs> When I shot this, there was a gigantic snowstorm happening on the ridge behind us. And, man, it was beautiful but hard to capture. And, yeah, all four all four images came out, I think, pretty okay. Hard and this is, this is on your Intrepid, right? Yes, this is with the Intrepid. What's the lens on it? Um, I varied it, uh, either 90mm or 210. Okay. So I'm really interested in how amazing your clouds are, so let's... Ask future Eric how his photos came out. Hello, future Eric here. One of the one of the fun things about doing large format is, in this case, I have four images that I developed together, and I'm using the same amount of chemicals that you would use for say two rolls of thirty six. So instead of seventy two photos to go through and look at, I've got four. And one of the benefits to that is that you can really kind of pay attention to not what you're shooting so much, but what you're developing, and then looking at the final product. In this case, uh, it's FP4, and FP4 is a choice, I think. It's an emulsion that doesn't get a lot of love, but 
it's a very bold emulsion if you do it right, and I'm still trying to figure out how to do it right. The subjects that I that I picked were uh, from a dairy farm on an insane asylum, like we mentioned, and they're not really what you would expect. Well, one is, is a kind of a dairy farm-looking photo, but the other ones are just sort of a dilapidated building. One has a very war-torn feel to it, and the other two are actually of the same... I don't know what it was, stable of some kind. In each of them, the dark clouds are holding very close to the to the ground, and we have sunlight, I believe, in all but one of them, even though the dark clouds play a, a big role in all of them, oddly enough, except for the one without the sunlight. It's a film that I love under a yellow filter and under these thick clouds. I don't, I don't have much to say other than I think the developing turned out really well. I'm always a little nervous with FP4 for some reason because it can fall flat, kind of like Plus X used to. You are sometimes subject to its uh, very strong middle ground. But if you shoot it right and you get some contrast up, it can really work for you. If you're, if you're a really big HP5 fan, it may be almost the opposite of HP5 in some ways, but give it a shot. It's an emulsion that's maybe a little more challenging than you would expect at first blush. Back to you guys. Well, thank you very much, future Eric. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So it looks like there was success all around, except for a little bit of a snafu on your end. Yeah, I'm actually going to develop two more sheets today, I think. Uh, The two Ektar 100 sheets that I took up at the cabin. Okay. We'll so see. you're going to develop some more today, yes. and that's always a good idea to kind of get back on your horse. Bad analogy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> when you have even like a little mistake, it can really set you back. And I think it's important to, to overcome it and, and start start just doing what you know what to do. And hopefully it'll work out and be okay. I did something similar yesterday. So I've been using the metal reels and metal tanks just because I don't know why I keep going to the plastic. I, I just seem to, it's just so much easier or I think it's so much easier, but the metal ones are just honestly better. But loading them is very difficult. So yesterday I developed one roll of 120. Yeah. Uh, and I made a mistake and I didn't put it on the reel right. And then you showed me a little trick on like to make sure that there's a little bit of give constantly when you're uh, loading the reel. So I did that for the second roll. So I, I decided I'm going to do another roll since I'm home. And I should be organizing and cleaning probably like everybody else is doing or maybe even work, I guess. But man, Yeah, most why? people are just watching Netflix. Honestly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, but I... I did it again, and that roll came out really well, and pictures came out great too, so very happy. See, always get back on your horse. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So what are you doing for the rest of the day? I have no plans. No plans? I guess that's about everything for this episode of Dev Party. Um, Do you have anything to plug? We've got some tote bags that are available still. We've got some zines that are available still. And I have my ECN2 developer that's also available still. And and honestly, um, I have a feeling that a lot of folks are going to be working from home. So if you're bored and need some stuff to do, there's some developer. Really, look out for each other. Be good to each other. This is a tough time. And get out there and shoot. But do it smartly. And definitely be inside and develop. All right. We will see you at the next uh, main episode. Bye, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.